Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Game Talk Radio. I'm Greg. With me again today is John. How you doing, John? Uh, good. Well, that's good. <laughs> it's not a, that's not a common answer I hear from you, so I like to hear it. I like the good. Um, so I know I did this, I think, last week or two weeks ago because we didn't have one last week. Uh, but I'm going to start off with an apology again. This is probably the last time I apologize for it because it's probably going to start being more regular. Uh, not the show being more regular, mind you, the missing episodes being more regular. So I apologize for not having an episode last week. We fully planned on it. Uh, John and I, we were going to do it Wednesday night like we normally do. Uh, I messaged John, said, hey, here's the topics. Here's what we're going to go over. I'll be home around 8.30, 8.45. We'll, we'll get in. We'll get it done. And then I just got slammed at work, and I didn't get out of there. I don't think I left the store till 9.30 or 10 or something crazy, and it's fine. I mean, it's just it's the nature of the business when you try to plan something after close. Um, but there was like a guy who said he he said hey i've got some controllers he's like i've got he's got he said i've got quite a few super famicom controllers and then i've got dreamcast controllers sega genesis and xbox and ps1 controllers are you interested and i'm like well yeah we're interested in all controllers he's like well what time are you open till i said we're open till eight i said but if you have that many if you have a lot of things you have to bring them in at least by seven o'clock because it takes us that long to test everything go through it and he's like, well, I'm from kind of far away, and I don't know if I'm going to make it by 7. And I'm like, well, I mean, if you get here, and I've been kind of jokingly said, I'm like, well, if you get here by at least by like 7.45, I'm sure we'll be fine to take care of you. Like, we're going to take care of you. You know, it's just, that's the, we're going to take care of you. So he ends up getting there like 7.20, so it's good. It's like, okay, cool, he's here. And he has like a box. He brings in a box, and he opens up, there's like 15 Super Famicom controllers in there, like, like legit Super Famicom legit controllers? Legit Super Famicom controllers. Like 10 nice. Dreamcast controllers, 10 Genesis controllers. I'm like, wow. And he goes, oh, there's more. And he goes back and gets another box. <laughs> he had five boxes of controllers. He had a total of like oh. 25 Super Famies. I think he had 20 Dreamcast controllers, like around 20 Sega Genesis, like 30 PS1 DualShocks. Crazy. Like just crazy stuff. And unfortunately, like wow. anything with an analog stick needs extensive testing. So many of them drift now. You got to put a lot of effort into it. So, long story short, it wouldn't don't be surprised if the podcast is every other week more consistently <laughs> than it is every week. And I hate that. I I really hate it. And I was telling John earlier in the pre-show here, I was like I I hate it. Like I love the consistency of it. I I hate and I hate when it's not the same day every week. And I hate when it's not like I don't like that at all. But it just man, life is just getting in the way. And, and work's getting in the way and, and, and work's been more stressful. So it's kind of like when work's beating me up, I'm like, I just don't have the energy for it. You know, um, plus now that it's me and John, we both have a schedule to work out. So um, he hasn't had any conflicts. It's always been me with the issues, but like, <laughs> well, it's going to, well, it's going to be one of the, I guarantee one of those times that we'll be ready to go. Right. And then you're just gonna be like, oh man, I, I can't, I got family stuff or something, which is gonna be totally fine. Totally fine. Because I, it happens to me too. So I will admit last week when you were like, ah, I'm not gonna be able to make it. Uh, I was just like, oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, good. <laughs> and, I, and then, like, <laughs> like on Friday, because like, you said, like, oh, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll try Friday. Yeah. Friday, like, I purposely didn't message you because I was like, I'm just, this week has been a hey, week. I'm not in the mood. <laughs> that's fair. That's so fair. So I'm glad that um, you ran into the same issue I did. So you feel the same way I do. Um, however... John, there are hundreds, literally hundreds of people out here that we entertain on a weekly basis. We got to start sucking it up. Not that I don't care yeah. about it. I do, I do really <laughs> care about everybody who listens, and I really do appreciate it. So all joking aside, thank you for sticking around as always. And, uh, and you know, uh, 
we'll, we'll do it when we can. You know, I don't know what else to say. Like we're just, <laughs> we're just going to get an episode out when we can. And I don't think we'll ever go more than a week without having one. I think technically, no. was it two weeks last time? Because I feel like, I feel like we didn't do one last week. And we didn't yeah, do we just week. missed last week. We just missed last no, week. No, we okay. just missed last week. Man, I well, I'll tell. Well, that, there you go. That tells you my state of mind. Um, so w- we got a pretty fun one planned though tonight. I think uh, John's been wanting to tell a story about how he almost got fired from GameStop for a really long time. Um, yeah. I, I I I love the story. I remember when you, when it happened, you told me about it, and it's hilarious because it's also something else that I find hilarious, which is the. Uh, piss poor coverage of games in any sort of legitimate journalism and media. <laughs> so <laughs> it's like the, it's it's two great stories and it involves GameStop. And then I've got my my rant of the week. John and I have kind of a co-opted rant this week about another YouTuber who basically kind of does videos crapping on GameStop all the time, which, as you know, here, we're not we're not like we don't hate GameStop. but We're certainly not shills. I mean, we're not we're not we're right. not supporting them in like any way usually. When they do something bad, we call them out. If we don't think it's that bad, we don't come up. But there's a YouTuber out there, and we'll get into it when we do the rant. Uh who who's like had some really weird gripes in his latest video. Uh and I don't I don't watch him normally. I don't like it, but one of my employees was like, "Hey, you got to watch this guy. He's like really like he's like was GameStop really like this?" And I'm like, I, I uh, yeah, but it's not like in a bad way, you know. Like like what he's saying is true, but is then he's, Chester watching that garbage. Uh, well, it's it's Charlie, but yes, Charlie, um, <laughs> Chester. Charlie. That's funny. I'm gonna Sorry, call him. Charlie. I'm gonna call him that from now on, because <laughs> I'm 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 Gary. Dom's Danny, and he can be Chester. Chester he, Danny is, Gary. Is he actively like watch this guy as a YouTuber, or well, did it just like randomly come up? Only in a funny way. Like, like we'll watch it because now we walk around the store and, and people listening to the podcast will get it when we get to, uh, when we get to the rant. Um, I'm not gonna play any clips from it, uh, but like, uh, like I, Charlie and I will start doing the voice around the store. So, okay. so like, <laughs> like we'll be, we'll, 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 we'll <laughs> so just quickly, just so it kind of makes sense. So the YouTuber's name is Camelot three three one, and so I'll start walking around the store. I'll be like. Charlie, I got to tell you something. I'm Greggy442, and I'm here to tell you about GameStop. Now, that voice sounds ridiculous, but that's literally how he talks. So, well, like, so <laughs> what I find insane about it is I never watched this guy until, until Greg sent me a, a link to one of his videos, and I'm watching it, and I'm like, God, this guy's freaking annoying. Like, <laughs> why the hell is he talking like that? And I went back like a year and a half into his video history, and he talks normally. So this guy is like, oh, brought on this character that he does during his YouTube videos. Yeah, that is just the most <laughs> annoying voice in the world. And it's like I couldn't watch more than like twenty seconds of it. So it's yep. like. Who's watching this dickhead? And I forced you to watch a 25-minute video of it. Oh, I didn't watch 25 minutes of that. Like I said, I watched so, it for 20 seconds, so I was like, screw this. So we'll get into that. So so basically, folks, it is a double dose of GameStop stories today. So if you're not a fan of the GameStop talk, you might want to tune out and come back next week no, and check in no. with us. But no, because the the story about me almost getting fired from GameStop is funny. It is funny. <laughs> it is a good story too, and, and I think people will like it. So I think you should stick around. Uh, 
but I'm just warning people, John, you know, some people don't like GameStop talk. It's fine. I, not many, because most people that, that I think like our GameStop talks, most people are, uh, have a positive, re- you know, we receive a positive reception from most people. Yeah. Uh, so, well, uh, with that being said, we also have our pickup piles of the week. John's, uh, for being a two week is pathetic. I'm going to be honest, John, I'm going to, I'm going to dog you on this one. That's, <laughs> that's a pathetic pickup pile. I have like 21 games in my pickup pile. It's been the, my, my. My cup it overfloweth with good games coming into the store. Um, we have our games of the week picked out, but we're thinking about changing it a little bit. So I, I've got a game of the week. John's got a game of the week. And typically, what we do, anyone who's been listening before, listening for a while, knows we just pick a game that we like and we talk about it for like a minute or two, and it's great. And there's nothing wrong with that. I've been doing it since like I've been doing it for years. But we've been thinking about it. We had a lot of people positively respond to the Dark Souls conversation we had two weeks ago, which was, uh, you know, like your game of the week was dark souls two. And I had a game of the week picked out. And I think I said, you know what? I'm not even gonna talk about my game of the week. I'm talking about dark souls. And we had like a a really (laughs) good, like 10 minute conversation about dark souls. And it was funny because I actually, I had someone who listens to our podcast coming to the store and he said, I can listen to you guys talk about dark souls for an hour and a half. And I was like, okay, (laughs) (laughs) that's pretty cool. But it got me. Was it Joe? Yeah, of course, I, uh, I of saw course him it was delivering Joe. the mail. <laughs> of yeah, course I saw it was him Joe. while I was delivering his mail, and uh, as I was walking into his building, he's like, "What are you guys going to do a Dark Souls podcast?" Yeah, dude. Hey, hey, <laughs> and I love the idea. As soon as he said that, I was like, "Yeah, man, I want to do a, I want to do a Dark Souls podcast." Uh, but yeah, and Joe, Joe listens. Obviously, Joe, we appreciate, it, man. You know, we're not, we're just, we're yeah. just joking with you. Um, but yes, a Dark Souls podcast would be sweet. But it got my brain cranking, and I thought, what if we instead did something like we have like a segment called like the greatest games of all time and that we agree on a game and then we talk about it. Like that almost I think would be cooler than just saying like, hey, my game of the week is, well, it's a PS2 game I put in my collection like six years ago. I played it like for five minutes when it came out and I I liked it because that's ultimately (laughs) what's kind of happening now because we're getting so deep, especially me, but uh, I can't speak for you so much. Um, But I would love to like go a little more in depth with that. And and I, I think this this goes towards what I was saying about the podcast before, which was I, I want it to eventually turn into just all talking about game stuff, almost getting mm-hmm. like barely do one story a week. You know, like when I originally started, it was all news stories. That's all we talked about. I loved how we integrated the game of the week and the pickup piles and then what are you playing, stuff like that, and then the 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 um the occasional uh cover to cover. Like I love that. Um so, like, I, I want it to be more like that, I think, you know, and I think that would add a little yeah. something to it. So we'll still we'll see if we can figure it out. I'm not committing to anything yet. Uh, as far as today <laughs> goes, we still have our pickup or our games of the week picked out. So we got that coming up at the end. Um, so I think what we'll do, John, first is uh, and, and I, I thought about queuing up the audio uh, of the of Camelot, a uh, dog and on GameStop. Um, but then I decided it was just gonna be like a rant. So I'm not going to worry too much about it. I could probably pull up his picture here, but I'm I'm not going to make a video out of this because I'm not trying to start. John, I'm not trying to start a YouTube beef, okay? <laughs> he, he's got 125,000 subs. I've got a paltry 7.5 thousand subs. We're, we're not starting a Twitter beef, you know? I'm not going after the big dog. But, uh, like, there was some, some really stupid stuff in this video, and, and I, I want to call it out. So John and I are co-opting my rant of the week. And my rant of the week is uh, the YouTuber Camelot three three one. Okay, he he he's he's his rise to stardom has been his insider knowledge of GameStop and doing videos tearing them down. 
Um, for instance, uh, lately his big thing is that he's been hopping on GameStop conference calls, <laughs> which, uh, so John and I both worked there a long time. He himself worked at GameStop for 11 years, just as long as I did. Uh, I don't know what positions he was in. I don't know how long he was in what position for. I don't think he ever got above a store manager level, if I if I had to guess, uh, just based on what the way he talks. And I also don't know when he left. I think he he probably was there around the same time you were, John. He does he has no problem with the district leader terminology. I can't say it because I never had a district leader. I always had district managers, and I was a manager, not a store leader. So like I don't have that that vocab in my repertoire. Um, so he does this video, it came out a week ago and it's basically saying I went onto a GameStop conference call and it's total clickbait right from the get go. And it's like, these people are mad. And it's like mad exclamation point. (laughs) And so basically if if you don't know, I I don't know, John, how many conference calls do you think we ever did in our life? I mean, I probably did 500 to a thousand conference calls in my life. I don't know Uh, what one a week, three to 400 conference calls myself. so, (laughs) So it was in a lot. Basically, what you do is you're at the store. Yeah, you have your store phone line. You call into a number because there's like whatever service they use to host the conference calls. You call in with a number, and every conference call has a code you punch in. So you type in like the one eight hundred number, then you punch in the code, and you get access to the call. And then uh, you mute yourself. And then you mute yourself immediately. If you're if you're an, if you're a respectful manager, you mute yourself so other people don't hear you while playing PSP, DS, or oh. burping, or farting, whatever you're doing in the microphone. I, so speaking of that, so <laughs> side story. So um, they sometimes do regional conference calls, and yes. regional conference calls are bigger than a district conference call. District calls, you might have 15 people on the call, plus yeah, di- your district manager. Yep. So a regional call has like 200 managers plus the the district managers plus the regional director on it. And so you especially want to mute yourself on a regional call because it's not the kind of call where people are going to the, the regional director is not going to ask for input because he doesn't want 200 people suddenly all talking at the same time. Yep. Um, Well, (laughs) good point. Greg and I's Greg and I's good friend, Nate uh, got under a regional conference call one time and uh, I didn't know it was him that did this until later, but we're all on the call, and Mike is running the call, and all of a sudden, we hear somebody taking a piss. <laughs> and it is a very, very healthy stream, and it goes on for quite some time. And this was uh, this was a video conference call for, like, some people, so, like, you couldn't see Nate peeing at all, uh, at all but you could definitely hear it. And people were like, uh... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and and Mike Mike the regional just pretended it never happened and then after that call like later in the day we had the district manager conference call with like just our district and I brought it up I was like dude what was with that person pissing on the conference call <laughs> and you <laughs> and didn't know it was Nate at that point right and everybody's like oh yeah that was funny what the hell and then Nate like later called me I was like yeah that was me <laughs> I love Nate. The, the call was at like 8 a.m. in the morning, so like most of the managers were still at home, and they just dialed in, uh, like just to hop on the call. Sure. The the regional was like really anal about doing super early in the morning conference calls. So yeah, Nate Nate pissed on a conference call with the regional director, <laughs> and it was fantastic. Well, and at least at least Mike used to be. 
our district manager. So if you were going to do that on a call, at least it was in front of your old boss, who is now your, your <laughs> boss's boss, you know? That's hilarious. I don't think I ever heard that story. Nate's great. Nate's one of my favorite people in the whole world. Um, yep, me too. And, uh, and one of the best, nicest people you ever meet. And he has no shame. You think John has no shame? <laughs> Nate has less shame than John. <laughs> like, he, he'll tell a story that I won't repeat here in full detail, but he'll tell a story about one time, like, how he crapped his pants and then, like, went to Shopco and bought a new pair of pants, <laughs> like, with his... And, and then, like, and then we'll, when when the cashier asks him, like, oh, how are you today? And he says, oh, I'm having kind of a shitty day. <laughs> <laughs> like, that happened. He did that. Um, but anyway, he, he I love Nate. Told, he told the the employee. She's. They said something like, "Oh, I'm getting some new pants." He's like, "Yeah, the ones I'm wearing are oh, kind of shitty." <laughs> that's what it was. I'm sorry. Yes, that's what it was. Thank you, John. I had a wrong quote. That that's what it was. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's just. Anyway, that's just Nate. Nate. Nate is awesome. My favorite people. He's hilarious. Um, he was there when when Joe shoulder checked that um that uh men's room stall at that one manager meeting we were at. Like he was next to Joe. I think he was taunting him. Anyway, uh the reason we bring it up though, we wanted to explain what conference calls are and how you get on them. So obviously this is a long time getting here, John. Obviously someone shared with him the code to get on that call. So, you know, I think the thing now is because he's gotten so big, because his videos are so popular, I'm sure he's got GameStop store managers that are not happy with their jobs. They just can't wait to give him information. Like, dude, hop on my conference call. We're last in the region. You got to hear what they say to us. <laughs> and, and so I don't, I don't even know. I'll start with this, man. I don't even know the legalities of that. I don't know if that can be considered like, I know it sounds stupid, but like trespassing or like, he's not supposed Corporate to be on there. You know? I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's almost, I, I don't know. I don't know. And I can't, I can't speculate because I don't know the legalities, but it seems weird to me that, that, He's doing it, making videos. Now he did do one, and I, if I remember correctly, a few like a few weeks ago or a month ago, GameStop actually copyright struck one of his videos because hmm. it was him on one of their conference calls. So that's really interesting, right? Because then you say, well, like <laughs> the, the conference calls are copyrighted, <laughs> right? Right? Is is and yeah, exactly. Is that the property of GameStop? Is a conference call with managers? It was it was weird. A lot of weird stuff. So. Ah. So he he gets on there. And actually, what's funny, John, is this was last week he did this video. This week, he straight up was live streaming himself on a conference call Monday afternoon. Like, when I was looking Jeez. up the video to try to, try to watch it, because I can only watch him, like, five minutes at a time. I really can't do much more than that. And I straight up saw him on his channel on YouTube. It was just, like, live GameStop conference call Monday. I'm like, what the? <laughs> I, can't, I can't believe it. If anything, liking the guy or not, the dude's got stones. I'll give him credit for that. Like he he he's he's you know, I don't know. I, it, more 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 balls than brains. Is that what they say sometimes? Um, I guess I'll, I don't understand why you'd want to be on a GameStop conference call because they suck let, while let, you're working. Yeah, let me let me tell you, as somebody who was on five hundred to a thousand of them, uh, they're awful. Like I didn't want to do any of them. I never wanted to be on a conference call. They just pull you out of your day for an hour and a half every Monday afternoon. And then, uh, yeah, it's just and it's boring. Oh, and you, you've got the guy with the with terrible ideas piping in all the time that uh, is trying to brown nose, and you're just like, oh my god, that is yeah. the stupidest thing I've ever heard. But you shut the hell up. Yeah. Well, and what's funny is, 
it's similar. Like the calls haven't changed. If you listen to at least the first part of the video where like one of the managers is talking about best practices, like that's literally stuff I was talking about 15 years ago on GameStop conference calls was, well, what are some of the best practices you have? And then the person goes, well, we make sure we're asking every customer every time. Every like, time. Well, yeah. yes, of course you have to ask every customer every time. That's that's we call it the bare minimum. <laughs> like what? What? That's what makes these successful. Okay. So anyway. Uh, he he's on this comp. This one it wasn't live. He recorded it and then he kind of reacted to it later, and he's listening to it. And basically, it was a conference call from a district that was part of a region that was last of all the regions. There's like 19 regions or 18 regions, and there now again for people that don't know GameStop's corporate structure, we just assume that they do. <laughs> there's roughly 15 to 20 stores per district, and then there's a certain amount of districts per region. And then there's a few, and then there's however many regions in the company. So like 19 regions in the company. How many districts do you think are per region? Like 150? Uh, like, How many? Uh, oh, like eight to eight yeah, to like 10, I would yeah. Think. And then stores per region are usually 150 to 200. Does that sound yeah. right? Yeah. And then yeah. stores per district is usually like 15 to 20. It, it changed for a while there. They had they wanted to have every district have like 10 stores in it. And they were like when GameStop was blowing up, they were hiring district managers left and right, and they were just growing like crazy. Then they and then the Great Purge came like I don't know a year ago or whatever, and then they fired a yep. whole bunch of middle management. It was crazy. And they might have just done it again because the uh, the district manager of our area changed last year. And it just changed again within like the last week or two. Nice. So, yeah, I was talking. I was talking to to Gibson about that a little bit. Um, so so he's on the conference call, and, and obviously, when you're in a call, here's here's the thing about GameStop structure, right? It, you're ranked. You're ranked on everything you do. How they motivate their employees to get the things that will make the company profitable, such as Game Informer subscriptions reservations to increase the amount of trades you take in because the more trades you get, the more used stuff you can sell. They actually make money on used stuff. They don't make money on new games. And so they track it. And and, and you can also, argue. Uh, the, the disc warranties. Yes. Disc warranties were just something I never did when I were, I think they introduced it like for a couple years when I was still there and I never did it. Like we never even offered it. I was just like, it's stupid. We're not going to do it. Um, which probably wasn't great, <laughs> but uh, so um, ultimately you can argue, is that a good idea at a corporate level to basically have a spiffs program where you're like, Hey, we're tracking you. You need to get certain numbers, but then not offer bonuses on the spiffs. Like you just basically say like you, we, we, you have to do all this stuff or you're going to get written up. If you do all this stuff, your reward is you don't get written up. Like that's basically what it was. And, and I have issues with that. Now, personally, I'm a very competitive person. Um, John, they just, just to, uh, fill something in they did actually offer a quasi bonus program about a year and a half ago like right around when i left but you had to do really 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 freaking well as a store in order to get your bonus and your bonus was almost nothing um it was like so your your bonus might have been like twenty dollars on your paycheck yeah yeah, exactly. Like, oh, like it, 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 it com- completely non-important amount, you know. So for all intents and purposes, and store managers do bonus at the end of the year 
based on whatever metric they picked that year. So anyway, like I said, you could argue if that's a good idea for a corporate to do. I It motivated me. I'm a very competitive person seeing the numbers like that. Like it was really weird because they would say like, hey, we're a district. Our district needs to rank better. We're a team. We ought to work together. And I would always think to myself, I don't know. This doesn't really feel like a team. Like, why do I like no offense to John, of course, here, but I was like, like, why would why would I worry about John's store's performance? Like, all I care about is my my store and I should do everything in my power to make my store better. Um, I don't really have any vested interest in the district being better. Um, so that's actually what that competition breeds, though. It breeds a kind of selfishness to it all. Um, John would attest to this. And this is my humble brag of the week. I always ranked very highly. Uh, I was very proud of yeah. that. Uh, I was a I was top one to top 10% of the company every single year. I was, I'm very proud of that, but we pushed really hard for that. And like, you know, and, and that's why I feel like I can talk about this kind of conference call because I understand some of the best practices to use that term, you know, that, that these managers are recommending. So in, in a long way, I'm looping it back around. So ultimately the idea is that this this region sucked. So that district manager was on a call with other district managers with their regional director and the regional leader probably chewed him a new, chewed him a new ass <laughs> because they were doing so poorly, right? Because the regional wants to get his bonus. And if his region's in the bottom, he's not going to get him up. So there was a term I always had for district managers and it was typically called Monday morning managers. And these were district managers that whatever they got yelled at for Monday morning, they yelled at us for Monday afternoon on our conference call. And I, I don't think that's a very good way of managing. I mean, that's not being proactive. It's being reactive and it's not really a good way to be a middle manager, but uh, you know, some middle managers aren't good and, and it is what it is. So, uh, they're on this conference call, and basically the the district leader is trying to explain, like, hey, we need to do better in these categories. And so after he explains, you know, the categories you need to be better in, he asks the group, what best practices do you have? And and so there's, there's two people. There's a, a man and a woman at different points in this video talking. And at one point, the one, they basically say the same thing, but somewhere along the lines, they'll say something like, hey, you know, you have to ask every single customer every time. Which, again, is cliche at this point, but it is true. And it is ultimately, if you want to be successful, uh, Brent and I always had the term ECET. Like, we would say that all the time. It's every customer every time. So, we'd be like, come on, man, ECET. You know, we were just, it was a joking thing, but it was like our way of motivating our people. And uh, not that Brent's much of a motivator, you know, <laughs> but um, uh, I, I did. I used it to You're motivate. <laughs> and uh, so, anyway... Um, you know, and it's basically, you know, one of the one of the comments he says, and, and the reason I'm talking about this is because Camelot was so offended by this. He, he took this as like, this was the worst thing that the guy could have said. And the guy says, look, if you have employees that aren't asking every customer, then you need to not have them work there. If, if they can't even ask the customer for these things that we're asking them to do, then you should, you have other part-timers that want the hours, find the part-timer that's most hungry for those hours and wants to work hard. And give them the hours instead. And that's what he said. You know, so then of course Camelot like pauses the video and he starts like laughing. He's like, <laughs> I can't believe it, man. I can't believe it. I can't believe they want to fire you just because you're not getting power up rewards. And it's like I mean, yes, but I don't know I don't know where this disconnect comes in from. There's a difference between being treated poorly at your job and being asked to do your job. And, and if you don't want to do the job, that's fine. I look at that and I say, hey, if you don't want to be a salesman and you don't want to work at 
GameStop and you don't want to pitch power up rewards and you don't want to pitch reservations, then don't work there. But that's been the way that company has worked for 30 years. So it's not changed. Like that's the company. It's how it's always been. Now I'm not saying that a new employee who just started there may not always know that, but for someone who worked there for 11 years to act like that's something really odd and strange to be saying makes no sense at all. And you know, I, I got people to buy into me and that's why we were successful. I didn't ask my employees to say, Hey, we really got to work hard so that GameStop can make another $500 off our store this quarter. But I would say stuff like, Hey, you know, guys, we're a team and I really want us to do well. And you get people to buy into you. That's what a good store manager does. Uh, through good relationships with them and you take care of them, but you have a high expectation too. So I don't know where this disconnect comes in from where just because you don't want to do what you're being asked to do doesn't mean it's inappropriate for them to ask you to do it. You're you're free and willing to go anywhere you want. But like when you get hired and you get trained, you get told what the job is. I, I, I don't know. It's just so weird. And he was so offended by that. And yeah, he's making jokes about how they're trying to increase their UPTs, which uh, for anyone who doesn't understand it, mean stands for units per transaction. So you're trying to get people to buy more items per transaction. Okay, makes sense, right? It's just add-on items, right? Doesn't even matter what it is. They're just trying to say, hey, just if someone brings up one item, try to get them to buy two or three. Like just be like, like offer stuff, right? And yes, GameStop is selling in-house made liquid, terrible hand sanitizer that stinks and has a really generic label. (laughs) Yes, they're doing it. Yes, make fun of them for that. Call them out on it. I don't care. But the idea that it's somehow like gross and wrong to say, hey, if you've got part-timers that aren't able to ask every customer if they want to pre-order something, that you should not have them working there. I mean, that's their job. So you're literally saying that if they don't want to do their job, then you're going to give the hours to someone who wants to do the job. So it's weird because I'm not I'm not a GameStop bootlicker. You know, I'm not I'm not a corporate shill. I left that terribly run company to start my own game store <laughs> so that I could do things my way. But I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I look at that and I say, I have expectations at my store and, and I hold my people accountable. Do I pay my people about twice as much as they would have made at GameStop? Yes. But that's <laughs> you know, that that's my choice knowing what they're worth. So I guess, John, I want to toss it to you because I've been gabbing on here forever. But like when you hear that sort of stuff and you, you hear him being so like flabbergasted by the best practices of being successful, like what was the first thing that came to mind for you? Like, am I way off base here or as another store manager, like store manager, store manager, like how, how do you feel? So I was very, like, very much wanted to do really, really well numbers wise and ranking wise my first two years as store manager. And then once I got to the mall and I had to run a very, very busy store, it became less about like trying to rank really well and more about just making sure that I'm providing the best customer service. Just trying to survive, really. Trying to survive and then also trying to make sure that because there were three stores in Green Bay... I had to make sure that you coming into my store was like a positive experience every time. And so I didn't necessarily want to shove a a magazine down your throat or a uh, a reserve down your throat if it wasn't uh wasn't appropriate for the time. Like if I have a line of 9 people behind you, like it's not a great idea to potentially pitch a lengthy power up rewards 
thing sure, in my sure. brain because it's like these people are going to get pissed off and they're going to walk out. So those people at that time would appreciate me just being quick, like them seeing that I'm working as fast as I possibly can to get them the thing that they want. Um, and then also like maybe key them in on something that they might also be interested in, like, like game recommendation wise, not services wise. Um, so that's the kind of, that was the way that I, uh, transitioned and as I was a manager, um, and I also wanted my employees, I was way more, um, way more focused on having employees that knew how to take care of customer issues and take care of customers the right way the, the first time than I was about having the best reservation pitch sure um there was a guy that uh used to come into your store that annoyed the crap out of me and he became an uh sga at gamestop uh a key key holder entry level manager for people listening and he was super 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 pushy every time i would go into the store that he worked at and like i would listen to him like basically shoving crap down in uh, down customers' throats until they walked out of the door, and I could tell that the customer didn't appreciate it and wasn't interested. And dude just didn't get it. Sure, like he just couldn't read the room. He couldn't read the customer, and that is like that's a huge turnoff. And that's part of the reason why people don't like GameStop is that incredibly pushy atmosphere that some people bring to their stores. Oh, sure. And I was I was the opposite. I wanted you to know that what I wanted you to listen to me about was something that you would that would benefit you in some way, a game you might be interested in. Uh, if you're a regular customer that comes in all the time, I want you to have the discount card. Um, if it's going to save you money on what you're buying, I'm going to talk to you about it. Um, but if you're if you're not in all the time, I might tell you like hey we we have a free card you can sign up you can get points uh if you start coming in more often we can sign you up for the paid card and then that you could see from the frequency of them coming in with the free card whether the paid card would be worth it for them to have now there were always managers that would take advantage of that sort of thing so like i i was selling the free card the moment that we got the ability to do it and i did really well on it but when I was doing really well on it, GameStop didn't care. Right. <laughs> so, so when I when Sounds I about right. was getting like fifty to sixty free cards every week, and I would bring it up on the conference calls, the district manager would be like, "Yeah, but you only got twenty paid cards, so who cares? Like the 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 paid is the is the focus." And it's like, "Yeah, but 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 you have this other thing too." Um, and he was, he was always quick to cut me down on what I was doing well. And then like two years later, the paid or the free card became in, so important that the shady managers just signed up literally everybody for it. Like they would, they wouldn't ask, they would force you to get the membership card period. So then you'd have me getting 40 to 50 legitimate cards a day, a week 
and asking the customer and like informing them and telling them the benefits of it. And I would look like dog shit because the jackass in, in Wausau <laughs> is signing up everyone. And so he's got 350 pay or free cards that week. Yeah. It's like, cool. That's great. And, when he, and here's, here's the funny thing about that too. He's a piece of garbage. <laughs> the district manager doesn't care because the district looks good when one store is doing yep. better. And ultimately you can feign ignorance and just be like, well, I didn't know he was cheating. You know, if he gets busted cheating, like, Even well, I didn't know. Super obvious. Even though it's so obvious. Um, so, so John, I gotta be honest. It sounds like a loser's attitude that you have. I'm just gonna be honest. You don't sound I, like a winner. No, I'm just kidding. To <laughs> just me, kidding. it was, <laughs> just it was kidding. more about, like, I never wanted to compromise my own ethics to do the job. And I never wanted to be that slimy salesman. Like, I never, yeah. I never liked being called a salesman. Occasionally, you'd get people, like, I would talk to somebody about a game that I really love. I would, I would have this excited animated conversation with, with uh, somebody's kid about a game I really loved that I think they would enjoy. And like the dad might be like, Oh, you're quite the salesman there. And it's like, I'm, I'm telling your kid about a, like a $4 game. So yeah. It's not like I'm, <laughs> it's not like I'm suckering them into well, like a $200 purchase. Like, yeah. And, I, I'm, I'm not a salesman. I just, I'm just sharing the, sharing what both of us enjoy and hoping that, that they will like what I'm talking about. Well, and so that, that does make me want to clarify as well. So while I always did really well, um, we never did pressure sales. That's the other thing too. Like, like we would just, we knew our customers well enough that we would say, Hey, he's coming in, he's pre-ordering this offer this. Like we had, like we had, I had, you know, talks with one-on-ones with all my guys be like hey if anyone buys this game recommend this it's, it's along yep. the same lines recommend this hey this is the game we're trying to get them to pre-order because it comes out in a couple weeks it's gonna be really good we want to make sure we get a bunch of copies and so like but i remember dude i took i took no for an answer all the time i only ever asked one time you know like someone comes up and now i will admit i didn't sell the card properly because you were supposed to sell the card or you're, sorry, you're supposed to sell the magazine and give the card for free. This was back when they tied them together. And <laughs> and so, like where you got the 10% off and you got the magazine. So I would always say, hey, do you want to, um, you know, you're, you're buying a hundred bucks in used games. If you get our discount card, you say it only going to cost you five bucks and you get a whole year of subscription to Game Informer magazine for free. Now that was the wrong way to sell it. And I have no problem admitting it now. And maybe all my, all my wins are tainted, right? Go back in the, go back in the <laughs> record books, John, and strike them down. I love Billy Mitchell, but, um, uh, but I never like pushed somebody and, and you're right. It's all about reading the room. You have to be able to, and I'm really lucky. Like that's a skill I have. I can really get people's moods and that's what makes me like such a good communicator is I can, I can gauge people's moods. And so I would use that when I sold, but then I also trained my guys, like, here's how you offer it. And we would easily hit like the 10, 15% minimums or whatever, because we were asking every single person. And then, you know, and we did it in a good way. Now, could we have probably doubled that if we did some of the sleazy sales tactics? Probably because we had the base that we could have probably done better if we wanted to. But I agree. I, I never I never would have lied to anyone, never would have faked anything, never would have compromised that. You know, I, I went to many stores where I was basically uh, there to investigate a manager's good performance because they the wanted Yeah, they wanted to find they wanted me to find how that manager was getting 300 pre-orders a, a week, you know? And I, and I did, and I, I could, I, it was like easy. You go in there and you just like, you can see it right away. Um, 
so anyway, yeah, I mean, I guess I understand that the dude wants to, you know, it's his YouTube audience. They love his GameStop ripping videos. There is a a bunch of people that hate GameStop. I talk to them on a regular basis. A lot of my customers hate GameStop and they always say like, oh, I'm never going to go to GameStop again. They suck. We love your store. I'm like, well, thank you. I appreciate that. But like, I like GameStop too. And I don't, it's not like a nostalgic thing for me. I don't want to see them go away. Uh, I, I just want them to get better. I want them to be a better company. I want them to have better service. I want them to have a better website for crying out loud. Uh, easier <laughs> ordering system, you know, stuff like that. Like that's the stuff I want. Um, but I don't know, I guess, and again, it's it's the YouTube thing, right? If it's getting you clicks and views and thumbs up and subscribers, then you're doing the right thing. Good for you, man. Good for you on the hustle. If I try to do, but I just, it was so weird to me. And, and then like the when the woman came on the conference call and she said kind of the same thing, she's like, if your employees aren't, getting these for you they're not helping you they're not doing any favors they're like they shouldn't be working there if they can't do the job you're asking them to do and to me in my head i'm like yeah that makes sense and then to him he pauses the video and he's like laughing he's like so you're just supposed to get fired and you're supposed to take money out of people's pockets and you're supposed to take food out of their kids mouths because they don't want to sell a power-up rewards card and i'm like well (laughs) i mean i guess but it's more like hey you're working a job if you're working at a gas station right and, you know, like you don't stock the shelves when they ask you to, like, are you, are, are <laughs> is your expectation that because you don't want to stock shelves, you shouldn't have to No, is that you're not going to, you're not going to get paid. They're going to give the hours to somebody else. They're going to let you go. My, my feeling now looking back on it though, like now that I've moved on and I'm in a job where I'm making so much more money, <laughs> so much more, the, money. like way the, more money. Um, like twice as much. Um, I look at it and I'm just like, it's not worth what they're paying them to do that. Absolutely. Like the, the effort that they expect from the employee, like should just be, be in a store, answer customers questions, help them find things that added like the, the add on sales that they expect now that I think about it, I don't think is worth what they're paying those employees to to do that sort of yeah. thing. I think the only people that were, were getting paid enough were us old managers, the ones that had been yeah. there for so long. Like I had been there 11 years. I was making, which like, you know, back then it felt like a lot, but like I was making about 44000 a year as a GameStop okay. manager. And I remember thinking like, this is really good. I, I have an, you know, I have a, an associate's degree you know, so I'm half college educated. I, you know, and I was thinking to myself, I'm not going to get a job anywhere better. In fact, that's why I was pushing so hard to become a district manager was because I knew once I became a district manager, I could go be a district manager somewhere else. It was like the ceiling I had Mm -hmm. to break through. And once I broke through, I could go work somewhere else. Um, but GameStop's that weird place where people just want to work there because it's video games. And and, yeah. uh, and arguably, it's just, it's not a smart move, but people see, you know what? Hey, here's my hobbies. I love comic books, video games, and movies. Hey, everybody has those hobbies. So everyone wants <laughs> to work in a movie theater, the rent, the movie rental place, the video game store, or the comic book store. And there's not and obviously enough jobs. And all of those stores pay like crap. And, 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 but, and here's the thing, though. There's a reason why, like, you know... uh recycling technicians and and garbage men make way more money than most jobs because people don't want to do those jobs. So they have to pay you so much to get people in those positions. Right. And, and a lot of people don't, I don't think a lot of people realize how important, like how, how, how little important it is 
to work at a place that has interests that you like. Now, if you like what you do, I always say this all the time, you can't put a price on liking what you do. Uh, I'm blessed to love what I do, and, and I don't feel like I'm working a lot of days when I am working because it's just it's just a good environment. It's positive. It's fun. But if I, if I had the same crew and the same fun at work, but we were selling shoes instead of games, I'd be fine with that because I could still come home and enjoy my hobby. In fact, I might enjoy it more if I wasn't just steeping in it. It wasn't just steeped <laughs> in it like 24-7. Um, so you totally, I totally agree with you 100%. What, that, what they ask of you in that job, they don't even come close to uh, paying you enough, I think, to deal with it. Uh, especially the part-timers, like minimum wage for, for part-timers, but then asking them to be like, like essentially like salesmen, like you, you said, you know, yeah. you didn't like to use the term, but that's what you're asking them to do. So you would arguably either pay them cheap and give them spiffs, or you would pay them better because your whole business relies on these people getting them. But instead their tactic has always been, Hey, you know, the job, you love this job. Remember you wanted to work at a game store. You finally got your foot in the door. If you don't do what we ask you to do, we're just going to fire you. That's that that motivates you just enough not to get fired. It doesn't motivate you to be the best you can possibly be. You know, and and not yeah. everyone has that. Like not everyone digs deep and finds that on their own, you know, but it, you know. I what know. I would like to see this idiot guy do, one drop the voice. Oh, um, what, what are you ta- what voice are you talking about, John? Yeah. John 427. voice. Um and two <laughs> like I mentioned um, that there are stores that do actually shady things like that. They are pulling money unwilling or unwillingly out of customers pockets by adding things to their transactions without their permission. See, I would um, watch, I would watch a YouTube channel of a guy going in with a hidden camera and seeing like, like watching the transaction, having the whole thing recorded, saying nothing about it and then getting their receipt and seeing if there's an extra warranty put on there. I would watch yes. those videos all day. And then you could send those in and report those managers to get fired. Yeah. Yeah. That is the sort of stuff that should be made a a pariah of. Not not just everyday dumb sales tactics for every single store that sells anything. Anything. Um, Best Best Buy has a Best Buy card. It has warranties. Um, You know what I mean? Like everything. Cell phone stores have add-ons. Everything. Um, So, yeah. Like, dude. Go after the shady. There's a dude named Dave in Wausau. He's a piece of garbage. Go. go I'm pretty sure that's expose on him. I'm pretty sure that store is gone. Isn't that store gone? No, it's not. No. <laughs> okay. No. It's that stupid one that your brother ran for the with <laughs> next to the bird store, and uh, ever not- since your brother left, it it has had shady manager after shady manager mm. after shady manager. Man, Sops Sops opened that store, didn't he? Uh, actually, okay. Sapata Zip- opened it, and then the- your brother ran it, and then Sapata came back That's right. to it after- right before he left the company. And Sapata was not doing shady stuff, but everybody in right. between and after him was. Which, uh, which is funny too, because a lot of people. This is really funny. So, if you're from Wisconsin, you know of Quick Trip. Uh, it's just a convenience store, a gas station, whatever they've got, you know, it's like, I, I enjoy their food, John. It's better than fast food. I'm a quick trip fan. I have their card. I even have, it. I go there Qu- like three times a day. <laughs> quick trip. I'm not kidding. Quick trip <laughs> recruited heavily from GameStop stores because they knew they could steal them away with a good chunk of money. 
And people, everyone that left GameStop to go work at Quick Trip, every single person I know, is happier working yep. at Quick Trip, getting up at five in the morning to like make stuff and work than they were working with video games in a video game store. Like that kind of tells you how, you know, how you can find something better. Like don't let a company treat you differently than you want to be treated. Even though I'm not saying necessarily in this instance that people were treated poorly, but if you don't want to do it, you can find a better job out there, you know, ultimately. Um, but anyway, we're we're gonna move on from that because I, I don't know. It just, it just seemed weird to me. It just really irked me that, uh, that like he was so flabbergasted by the idea that if you don't do your job, that your manager should not give you any more hours. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, that's just. I, I would seriously like that Camelot guy. Like, if he's got fans in Wausau, send them into that store undercover. <laughs> like, that would be great. Well, I, John, you're going to have to go. <laughs> you're going to have to go, man. No, I, he knows me. <laughs> oh, dang it. I could probably go. Uh, anywho. Uh, so next up, we're going to talk, John's been waiting forever to tell the story. And I wanted to make sure we had enough time to tell the story because I didn't want it to be like a quick, like, oh, here's a quick little five minute thing from John. Like it, 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 it's hilarious. Um, so this is the story of how John almost got fired from GameStop for apparently leaking things, but not really. (laughs) So take it away, John. (laughs) Okay. So... GameStop manager conference two years ago. Um, I forget where it was at, but um, the way the conference goes is you show up on Sunday. Uh, you have like a check-in uh, meeting at night where you go into a big room with 5,000 people. And then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday are boring. <laughs> Yes, you're, you're going to you're you're eating terrible food that they provide you, uh, runny eggs that are like the stuff of nightmares. They, um, and they've never changed. It's just banquet eggs, yeah. man. Like they they yeah, serve the, you. The only thing edible that they serve you is bacon. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. It's amazing that so, it doesn't matter what town you're in, what convention you're at. Never eat the scrambled eggs in the morning, man. It's gonna upset I, your tummy all day. I've said that they it's like they fly a big AC-130 <laughs> aircraft in with garbage food. Huh? Like, just be like, oh, GameStop Manager Conference is in Vegas this year. Fire up the plane. We got, <laughs> we got to get these garbage eggs yeah. out there. And, and, and here's, the, here's the strategy, though. This is pro strat. If you're at a big conference and you got scrambled eggs and, and you got a long day of meetings and you got to eat something and they don't let you off the premises, skim the top. Don't dig deep. Don't <laughs> scrape the bottom. Get let just scrape the dry top and eat that. You'll thank me later. Um, no, uh, this is the other pro tip. Just don't eat them. Just straight up don't <laughs> eat them. <laughs> Probably a better pro tip. Uh, but um, so so yeah, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday are boring. You're you're going into like classroom type atmosphere things. Uh, well, actually, the first three days or first two days are like. EA will have you in and they'll show you some videos of their new games. And then they might do like a, a game show type atmosphere. Um, you might go to PDP and they have a really goofy presentation on their, their afterglow controllers. They all bring um, Nerf guns, dude. And they start firing Nerf right. guns at each other. They don't, I stopped doing that. I think, I think the, <laughs> that was mad the guy cats. getting shot in the eyes was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> was too much for him. Um, but, uh, 
day three, which I actually, I think day three is the last day. Um, so the last day is, um, you're in with your district and those days are the longest. They're the uh, worst. You're a, yeah. You're Regional breakouts like, and district breakouts. Oh God. And... It's just awful. Like they're giving away dumb awards and like they're, they're, putting you with other other store managers who are all blowing smoke up your ass. Uh, you're tired as hell, and it's awful. Um, and then they have Expo, which is kind of like a mini E3, which is kind of cool. Um, and then, so, I, I'm, mix, I'm mixing up the days, but the last day of this conference, at the very last thing we're doing... So we have our very long, boring day where everybody's tired as hell, and we've had four days worth of getting very little sleep, eating like garbage, etc. Mm-hmm. And they, they're they like, all right, we got one last thing. And a rock, special uh, surprise. We're, right. We're in a big, big room, uh, like big theater type room, and they show the trailer for Red Dead Redemption 2. And this is the first lengthy... It, it's not a trailer. It's like a gameplay demo. And it was and, the first gameplay like shown, if I remember right. Yeah. Or, or something like maybe at E3 they had some, but this was like new and fresh. Right. So it's it's 20 minutes, and there's a guy up dead center on the stage, and he's sitting behind a glass podium, and he is reading. He's basically narrating what is happening on the screen. And... It is so unbelievably boring. <laughs> like, it, like they're walking. Like the demo starts up, and he's like he introduces the character, and they're walking through the woods, and they're they're talking about the the rays of light shining through the trees, and and um, they they go through the little the second camp that you encounter in the game. Um, after the snow part, mm-hmm. um, they go through that camp and they talk about all the, the characters at the camp. And then they go do a, um, they go do a shootout or you, you rob a, a crappy little bank and you shoot a bunch of guys on the way out of town. And then they end the demo. And I, and many other store managers around me, we're just like nodding off. Like, sure. like I fell asleep several <laughs> times during this demo. It was so, so boring. Really quickly, and, how how long was this demo? Like, like straight up, like realistically, how long was it? Legitimately, twenty minutes. Okay, <laughs> twenty minutes of like walking through, like twenty minutes of the most boring stuff imaginable. Right in Red Dead, and okay. like. <laughs> There, there could have been so many other ways to sell the game. Like they could have done like a five-minute sizzle reel of like the coolest stuff in the game, but instead they just decided to like, oh, they, they spent a long time talking about how you can like you can shoot animals and skin them and sell them to traders, and it's just like, oh my god, no, <laughs> like, who so cares? <laughs> so, so after this. I I went to my hotel room and I was big on the I was big into the GameStop Reddit at the time. Yeah, the subreddit. And so yeah. 
yeah so i was i would post on the subreddit quite a bit and um my username on almost everything is washer dryer combo um my username on reddit is wd combo now make sure that uh I'm not going to edit that out, so make sure if you got anything... I don't care. That you... <laughs> People are going to go digging, I'm just telling you. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't care. Um, All right. <laughs> and my, uh, like my Twitter is Dryer Combo. Um, so I've had this username for years, and so I went on to uh, Reddit, and there was a, uh, there was a thread um, on the forum that was like, GameStop Manager Conference Red Dead Redemption 2 Reaction. And so I made some posts, uh, and uh, I'll have Greg read them because I don't have them in front of me. Yeah, um, but he does. So I brought this up because now, first of all, this is why it's funny. So the website WCCF Tech has a, has an article September first, twenty eighteen. Which dude, that was two years ago today. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's pretty funny. That's that's <laughs> hilarious. Um, so Red Dead Redemption Two demo showcased at GameStop event with mixed reaction from the viewers. The viewers like John. So we go on to say during this week's 2018 GameStop Manager Conference at the oh that was in Indianapolis Ugh. yeah <laughs> so you guys went to Indy Ooh, we used to go to Las Vegas uh yeah so uh, the publisher shared with the public a brief look at Red Dead Redemption 2's gameplay in a six minute video from a few weeks ago quite a few GameStop employees talked about what they saw in the extended demo and their reactions were surprisingly mixed. Uh, Instagram user Undermine Productions, who has since deleted the original post, was the only one to share visual proof of the demo, and he teasingly added, rest assured, it will be the greatest game ever made. So that person was like, hey, man, it's going to be great. Uh, on Reddit, though, several users were more negative. In particular, they complained about a boring demo that made it look like a walking simulator uh, walking simulator than an action title, which, pause for a second, I don't know about you, personally, Red Dead Redemption 2 was so boring I couldn't play it. I just could not yeah, play it. Um, my wife loved it. She loved it, and then she played the first one because of that. So it's definitely got an audience, but like I just could not do it. It was too slow for me. I don't know what it was. Nothing clicked. Nothing was fun for me. So I thought it was a walking simulator more than an action title. Moving on. The first person they quote. Uh, hold on. There's a link here. I'm going to check something real quick. Hold on. You gonna see if the actual oh, you know what's funny? It, still it brought up like he actually linked to your actual like Reddit, <laughs> so like I could click on your link and it would take me to your your Reddit uh profile. <laughs> anyway, so uh do uh Dutrank extended gameplay yep. of what's already been shown almost put me to sleep. Game looked great, but what they chose to show for the first twenty minutes was very boring and not what you'd want to show to the people you want hyped about your game. Oh yeah, I mean I, I mean that's pretty fair. Next up, this is a pretty familiar looking name, WD Combo, short for washer dryer combo. That's our friend John here. You might as well have put lullaby music into the trailer to accompany the narration. I also fell asleep a few times during that demo. I was hoping he would shoot his horse in the nuts at some point. <laughs> so not only does John put that on the GameStop subreddit, this this website took comments from the subreddit and then made an article <laughs> about it talking about how bad the game was a uh, screaming so, chicken so says the reason, oh sorry go ahead the reason why i wanted to shoot the horse in the nuts was that for some reason like leading up to red dead coming out uh a story came out saying that the horse's testicles would react 
to the heat and cold in the game. <laughs> so, so when it was cold, the horse's testicles would shrink. <laughs> and so I was just like, damn, I wonder if you can shoot them because they obviously put so much time and effort into those horse testicles. <laughs> I also wonder like whose job that was. Um, and I uh, literally one of the few things I've done in Red Dead Redemption after I bought it was I fired that game up. I played like part of like the beginning tutorial and I tried to shoot the horse in the nuts. And I am sad to say, oh, just sails through it like nothing happened. They do not let you hor- torture your horse's that, testicles. That is malarkey. Um, what a, what yeah, a bad a game. One out of ten. <laughs> really, that's why I stopped playing. <laughs> uh, so a few other comments. Like Screaming Chicken says, I kept looking at my watch. Quote, the action's going to start now, please? <laughs> so anyway, people were crapping all over. It's whatever. So the best part, though, is so that, which is something I often do, too, so I'm not going to give him a hard time, but there's a pretty big YouTuber out there called Yong Yeah. He does a lot of, like, uh, I guess reaction videos, but just commentary videos on things that happen. Very similar to some of the stuff I do. He clearly copied me, him and his 1 million subscribers. <laughs> yep. But the best part is, so he does a video called Red Dead Redemption 2 Private Demo Put Some GameStop Employees to Sleep. John, who could he be talking about? Well, he has <laughs> up the exact same article that we just read. And I'm actually going to play this one. I don't know if it's going to be loud enough for y'all to hear, but hopefully it is. So I'm just going to play it here. So, John, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run it, and then I'll get back to you when it's over. Who you right. want hyped about your game. WD Combo said, You might as well have put lullaby music into the trailer to accompany the narration. I also fell asleep a few times during that demo. I was hoping he would <laughs> shoot his whores in the nuts at some point. <laughs> okay, so it's... I love that he reads it. Like, like Young yesterday goes... WD Combo says you might as well have put <laughs> lullaby music into the trailer to accompany the narration. It's fantastic. It's just excellent. And he talks about <laughs> shooting a horse in the nuts. Um, so it's so funny that uh, like John just like puts out this comment. It's like the end of the night. He's in his hotel room. He's like, man, this day was really long and garbage, and I just want to go home. I just got done yep. watching a boring 20-minute Red Dead video that you were probably excited for. Like, if they had said, hey, we're going to show you exclusive Red Dead content, I'd have probably been excited for that. You're let down. <laughs> you're having a hard time. You just go on the internet to vent a little bit, John, and look what you did. You brought the wrath upon yourself. So how does this all tie in then? Like, did you ever get any – did you ever get any uh, – because we obviously – we we, we – uh, clickbaited everyone into saying how you almost got fired from GameStop. How did this connect that? Did you get talked to by anyone or were you get like, was there, was there like a sense that people shouldn't be talking about it or anything like that? So the, um, after that, after I made that post, it was probably about a day or two before the article showed up. And then like a week before that video got made. And so after the article showed up, I was just like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Uh, (laughs) So I I went on Reddit and I deleted all of my posts in that thread. And then I also deleted any posts from my history on Reddit that would make it that that would be obvious for you to be able to figure out who I was by going through my post history. Sure. Um, So so I did that. 
and they say this now, sorry to cut you off there really quick. They they say this in the GameStop subreddit now. They say that there are corporate people that look through there. So they tell you not to identify yourself or make it identifiable what store you work at because if you leave something in there that because the GameStop subreddit's not run by GameStop. It's run by like it was started by whoever and now it's just employees posting stuff in there. So it's employees kind of using it to vent, talked about issues. Some employees use it for like best practices to learn how to get better. You know, so like it's it's a community of GameStop people to help each other or to vent about things. And and they've there are people in there that like the mods specifically say don't have any personal info in here that's going to lead it back to you because they do look at the subreddit. So that was definitely a fair yeah. thing to be concerned with. There's a rumor that one of the mods is actually a district manager. Well, I don't know. I don't have much faith in maybe district managers because <laughs> I, I, I saw, I, Hey, remember, I don't, well, you may not remember this. I remember there was a district manager one year who I watched get so drunk at conference with his team that he was like throwing up in a hallway. And I remember thinking to myself, <laughs> was this, uh, was this space lease rockets? Uh, no, but he, so uh, like, no, no joke aside, he was from Indianapolis. And what's funny about that is okay. I, I got sent to Indianapolis for like two weeks when Debbie was our district manager, she sent me there because there was a new district manager there and they needed to train a whole new staff in a couple of these stores and they Ooh. sent me and someone else. Uh, Weird. Yeah. And so they sent me down there for two weeks to work and train up these managers in Indianapolis. I was trying to get promoted. I actually like training. So I was like, this is cool. And so I went down there um, and that guy was one of the new managers from down there. He became mm-hmm. a district manager before I did. And the guy was a total loser. He he didn't like, I mean, the guy was not paying attention to anything at all. His store always underperformed. I'm like, how did this person get promoted? And that's why I kept getting frustrated with the company. And obviously no regrets. My life is infinitely better the way it all worked out. I'm not sitting here yes. wishing I had been promoted at GameStop because my whole life would be different. But like I couldn't get promoted. I'm trying to figure this out. Like a top performing manager always helping other stores. I'm not just a trainer. I was a leader. I was a mentor for a lot of managers. Like I'm not just blowing smoke. Like people came to me and talked to me. I was always available. You know, I helped people with staffing issues. Like every one of my employees eventually became an assistant manager, key holder or store manager at some point like that. You know, we always joke that there was like, it was the Greg Johnson employee factory, like where I was just churning (laughs) out like, a- ASMs for people and third keys for people. And so like, I'm like, how did I not, how, how did I not get this job? You know, when, when like these, the, this dumbass got it, you know? And, uh, and then, so that's why when you say that some one of the mods could be a DM, it wouldn't even surprise me if at the DM level, they've got just as much like hatred of their job and anarchy as they do at the store manager level. I mean, it, yeah. it, it wouldn't surprise me at all. if like, they're just as disenfranchised and, and upset because <laughs> when I was making 44,000 a year, I remember, our, our district manager said to us, said to me one time, you're not going to be getting raises much longer because you're almost making what I'm making. And I thought to myself, like, which is bullshit, <laughs> which probably was, to be fair, it was probably BS. But I remember uh, thinking to myself, because I remember he would always because they would always send out those surveys like, what kind of raise do you think you should get this year? And I won't lie, man. I was like. I gave myself all fives and everything. <laughs> I was like, I think I should get the max raise possible. <laughs> District managers now make, at least around here, make around eighty to a hundred thousand really? dollars. Holy yep. crap! I would not have guessed that. Um, the the reason I know that is that um, 
one of my friends works worked at a car dealership around here and a district manager from the Madison area uh, did a um, finance the car. And <laughs> so he saw on his financial disclosure form what uh, what he made as a district manager at GameStop. Interesting. That seems like something that that person shouldn't have shared, but it's okay it's for educational purposes. <laughs> oh, now we're gonna get now he's gonna get fired again. John, all you do is you just, you sow destruction in your in your in your path. He doesn't work at that dealership anymore. It's all right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, that's funny. And and you were smart though when you started seeing articles come out quoting you. You you delete that stuff right away, man. Yep. You got to get out of there. Oh, oh, and man. like so afterwards uh, on conference calls, like we've been talking about. Um, they GameStop got real pissed at the managers that started talking about the game on the Reddit because it got back to Rockstar that we were lukewarm on the demo and GameStop was mad because this was like the first time that Rockstar like made a big point of getting (laughs) us involved. And so they were mad that we didn't like the demo that was shown and that we had the reaction that we did. And so they, it was definitely a topic on the couple conference calls after that. And like in the years after that, uh, the next year when we went to conference, like they talked about the negative reaction to the red dead thing. And then made they're like, uh, make sure you don't post anything online that could piss off our our marketing partners. <laughs> yeah, and and so that's and a oh yeah. Sorry, go ahead, finish. It felt very like uh, my district manager at the time. Like it felt very much directed at me, and like honestly, it probably was directed at <laughs> me because my license plate is also my Reddit <laughs> username. So <laughs> so if he was smart. And if he actually read that thread, he would have known who it yeah. was. And like literally it's everything. You're not like if, if he know if he has you on PSN, Xbox Live, like it's some variation of something like that. So uh no, that that's great, man. That that's a great time. And and for a lot of people that don't know how that works, so the GameStop Manager Conference is kinda like the greatest con of all time. So somehow GameStop convinces all of these marketing partners to pay them money to put on this show. GameStop itself doesn't pay the price to put this show on they basically get sponsors so they say like hey microsoft if you want to sponsor the gamestop manager conference this year you give us x amount of money we'll give you like an hour of stage time in front of five thousand managers these like it's basically it's the biggest like marketing selling like that gamestop does it's one of their biggest things and gamestop's always been really big on making money off of in-store marketing and conference is an extension of that so like if you ever go to a gamestop really look at the place sometimes every time you see a poster that says like this game coming soon they were they were paid to put that sign up if there's an end cap with like 20 copies of Fortnite pinatas and v bucks on it epic paid gamestop to put that on there and so like conference is an extension of that they get all these companies to pay them money to put on this show which is why it's probably still happening because if they couldn't get that paid for you know that's not coming out of GameStop's pocket anymore uh but it's so yeah you can't piss off someone who probably paid a lot of money to get an exclusive like one night like captive audience of 5,000 people so so there was actually a couple other crazy conference things that I that I did uh, the last time we were in Vegas, this is this is a short one. Um, we we go out to dinner for with the with the um, the whole district, 
and uh, I order just the biggest damn steak that you can order, <laughs> and because uh, <laughs> the company's paying for it, so I get like a steak that's as big as a plate, and uh, I'm going back to the room, and I need to poop real, real, real bad. Mm. And so I get up to the door of the, um, and also you have to take like multiple elevators to get up to our, yes. our room, which is on a very tall floor. And so I get up to the, the thing and I'm, I'm very, very close to just crapping my pants and I put my key in and it shows red. And I was like, Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I go back down. And I go back down to the desk, and I'm like, my key didn't work. Can you please give me another key? And you're just holding and they give it me in. Another, right. They give me another key, and I'm, I go up in the elevator, and I'm just like, arm on the wall, heavy breathing. Just like, come on. Come on. We can do this. And I, I, get to the, I get to the room, and I put the key in, and again, it doesn't work. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, I'm just like, like, I'm looking around for, like, doors. I'm like, is there some, like, is there a bathroom on this floor? Like, oh, God. <laughs> like, I, I, like, get down on the, like, on my knees. Like, I'm, like, in the fetal position <laughs> on the ground. I'm just like, oh, God. <laughs> Every step you take it's is like, another millimeter that it moves. Like the like, movie Speed. I feel like... I feel like I could fill the whole bowl at this point. <laughs> I'm just like, oh my god, I have to go back down. <laughs> so, so I go back down the desk, and this time I I get another key, and I'm like, can I please have a key to my room that works? I need to poop very badly, <laughs> and I have had to come down here twice, and I have almost shit my pants. So many times. <laughs> and so they give me a key, but then they're also like, there's a bathroom uh, <laughs> over here through the casino door on the left. I'm like, thank you. I just I just picture you like waddling with your hand just pressed right up against your butthole and you're just like, eh, and you're just waddling. Dude, that's fantastic. Um, I actually... Dude, save some of these because I was actually just thinking this today. We should do a conference <laughs> stories episode where we just share, like, conference stories. <coughs> It'd be awesome. All right. I've got another one where I almost got fired. So we'll do that uh, next All time. All right. All right. Uh, and I don't know if I ever <laughs> shared it. That, on... one, that one will be less funny. Well, I don't know if I ever shared it on this podcast. I know <gasps> I've told the story a few times on other podcasts. But there is a story how I almost got fired. And that would ultimately led to me to leave and open up game trade. Oh. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but anywho, uh, so we're gonna get right to the. S- uh, I, you know, we're pretty much done with any news stories, rants, all that stuff's done. So it's really Move easy talk. peasy now. We're d- we've moved on from the from the BMs. We're moving on now. <laughs> we have our games of the week and our pickup pile of the week. Let's start with our game of the week, John. What is your game of the week this week? Okay, so I, I told you that I might need your help with this. Um, so my game of the week this week is Gradius three. Cool. Um, so Gradius three is one of the first games I ever bought for the super Nintendo. I bought it out of a bargain bin at KB toys in the Bay park square mall. 
and I gave it to my sister as a terrible self-serving gift. Nice. <laughs> she was a big Gradius I, fan, huh? Big Super. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she loved Super Super Nintendo games. Um, I've since gotten better at gift giving, I hope. Mm. Um, so the reason I mentioned I might need your help is so Gradius on Super Nintendo is fantastic, but also suffers from slowdown really, really, really badly. Um, there is a way to fix that, though, and it involves taking a so somebody on online edited the ROM for Gradius three to utilize a chip that is on certain game cartridges for Super Nintendo uh, as a coprocessor. Uh, and one of the games that uses it is, uh, I think it's like Lynx 96 or 97. It's a mm. golf game. All right. And so if you take that guy's ROM and burn it to a EEPROM, and then... Uh, uh, there's a there's also a little circuit board that you need to solder in. Um, so you desolder the Golf EEPROM from the board. You solder on this adapter, and then you solder in the the new burned EEPROM chip. You make it Your sound great... like it's so simple, dude. <laughs> oh, it's not. The, what I need your help with is just finding that golf. Game. Okay, that I can do. Uh, yeah. I've. I mean, don't um, get me wrong. I could desolder, and I could. I even have. I might have an EEPROM writer. I'd have to look. Uh, if if you don't, um, Jake, the VGK Jake has one. Oh yeah, that's right. They um, were doing so. I can probably. Well. Yeah, I can probably have him burn me that. Just have him do the whole thing chip. for you. Quite honestly, just have him do the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably have him help me with it because he's good with soldering and stuff. But yeah. um, but yeah. So you solder this new EEPROM onto the board. And then the the ROM will use that coprocessor that is on that that cartridge, which then takes the heavy lifting off the Super Nintendo, and the game runs with zero slowdown. And it's like night and day. If you put them next to each other, it looks phenomenal. And um, I I heard about this from uh, somebody posted on the the games collecting subreddit that they want to do this. And I watched the video of the guy explaining it and, sh and doing the soldering and whatnot and showing the effects. And I was just like, Holy crap, that looks amazing. And it, it turns it into like the perfect version of that game. So I'd like to, I'd like to probably get another copy of that game just so that way I can use the, the shell and then do that. Uh, hmm. And then put the guts into inside of a, actual gradius shell can i be can i be honest with you john what that seems like a lot of freaking work man. that's a way too much work it, just just buy the three and four collection on ps2 <laughs> just I play have the, just I have play the three and four one. collection on ps2 well, just play that um, one but like i've been in the projects in the last like that is true six months that is true you've been and tinkering so, a lot yep one of the things that i would like to i would like to do is i would like to get better at soldering um, because I, I need to like recap Xboxes and I would like to, to kind of like, like probably my, my Sega CDs could probably use, uh, recaps and battery replacements and whatnot. So there, I would like to keep my collection in viable form, uh, by, by maintaining it. And, uh, one of those ways is to learn how to solder so I can... <laughs> 
that is definitely that. A, it, it is a useful skill. I do think that's a good idea. Uh, so what is your game of the week this week? Uh, so I decided to go with Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater for the PS2. Uh, this game, I beat this in one sitting when it came out. My brother and I played this one one Thanksgiving. We went home to my parents. He, how, how long is that game? Uh, 12 hours probably. Okay. Yeah, we didn't spend much time with the fam. Uh, Metal Gear Solid 3. So I'm, for anyone who doesn't know, I don't know how you don't know, because if you listen to this podcast, you there's literally a Metal Gear podcast on this channel. So you know how much I love <laughs> Metal Gear. Um, Metal Gear Solid, uh, Metal Gear 1, Metal Gear 2, Solid Snake, Metal Gear Solid, Metal Gear Solid 2, all awesome games. Metal Gear Solid 1 in particular, I really, really love that game. Metal Gear Solid 2 arguably was a really good game, but the story gets really wild at the end. And there's some really weird twists yes. and turns. Also, there's like the you play as Raiden twist. There's a lot of stuff going on in that game that like it, it's polarizing, to, to put it nicely. So when Metal Gear Solid 3 came out, you knew exactly everything right away. When they did the marketing, they hinted at the main character being Big Boss. That was like that was hinted in all the like leaks and marketing that led up to the game. And then you, you so you basically get the origin story of the villain from the Metal Gear universe. You get to play as him. And Metal Gear Solid 3 probably has the most straightforward story, the most easy to understand, not a ton of crazy weird twists, like everything kind of makes sense, and it's just really good. They uh, they took out the one thing you were so used to in playing with a Metal Gear game, which was the Solidon radar, so you don't see where everybody is and which way they're looking. You have like a sound meter thing, which doesn't work for crap, but you have camouflage. <laughs> so like you had a bunch of different camouflage. So if you were in the grass, you switched to a green, it would tell you what percent camouflage you are and you could sneak up to guys easier because you could like crawl through the grass. And it was just, they completely changed everything about how Metal Gear worked and it all worked. It was so good. And just the story's incredible. It made you really appreciate the villain from the other games, quote unquote, the villain from the other games because you got put into his shoes introduced a whole bunch of new characters still had like the weird wacky wild boss fights that are known in Kojima games but solid three I mean it just it just hit all the right notes for me I, I just absolutely adore this game and then obviously after this he did Metal Gear Solid like there were a couple PSP ones in there but then when he goes on to do Metal Gear Solid 4 he just wrapped a nice bow on everything and it was just great so uh, this is also shows like, <laughs> and that and that was the end of the series, and he never made another. And then one. it was it, and nothing ever <laughs> happened after that. Um, but Metal Gear Solid Three Snake Eater, if if you've played Metal Gear and you thought it was cool, and then you played Metal Gear Solid Two and you were kind of confused, like don't let it deter you from the third one. The third one is probably my favorite Metal Gear game, except I have to give it to Four because Four just wrapped the story up so nicely that I was like that game will always be like in my memory as the best one. But solid three was just like, it was just perfect, man. It, it, it just, I don't think there's a thing about this game that I don't like. I mean, I just, is, it, it's just so good. Is there a reason why you picked the regular version over the subsistence version? Um, not really. Uh, I actually, I have both. The subsistence version's cool because it has the extra disc that has the original Metal Gear and Metal Gate Gear 2 boarding. on it. Uh, it has the skateboarding. <laughs> um but no i mean it was a cool it's a cool collector's edition oh so i have the collector's edition of subsistence because that has the bonus disc it also came with like a movie it was called like the movie of metal gear solid 3 and it basically had all the cutscenes with a little bit of gameplay and you can watch the whole story of metal gear solid 3 on a dvd and it takes like nine hours 
It's crazy. <laughs> but you can sit down and watch the whole thing. I remember my my brother and I were going to watch it, and we started watching I think it was on for like two hours. Like, wow, man, we're like not even a quarter through the game yet. Um, but crap. still neat. But I, still really neat for a fan, you know. I have that collector's edition, uh, and it's one of the few games that is still sealed. I've never Ooh, opened it. Don't open it, please. Please. I won't. All right. I, I've, I've had it for like, what, 15 years and not opened it? I think <laughs> I'm going to maintain that. I, and I don't know if I told you that, but you know that GameCube game I'm holding for you, that Radigy? Yeah. That is sealed, by the way. Damn. Yeah, that's why it's so expensive, because it's sealed. So. Ah, nice. Um. Well... So that I mean, those are two. Those are two two good games of the week. John, what is in your pickup pile of the week? What What have you been spending all that hard earned overtime cash on? Well, um, next week is going to be slim because uh, my wife definitely had a conversation with me about spending too much money. Um, (laughs) Well, um, says the guy who's got an eighty dollar game on hold of my store right now. Well, I have a lot of stuff on on order, uh, which is yeah. where a lot of that went. So, like, I think I have, like, probably 15, or not 1,500. Um, I probably have, like, six, 700 bucks waiting for me from Limited Run. Ooh, I actually just got an invoice from them. I got to pay. <laughs> All right. So, I got, we'll start with the crap first. Uh, Tokyo Ghoul. Call to Exist for nice. PS4. Nice. Now, I actually haven't seen that anime, but I I bought it and I added it to my Plex server, so I'm going to watch it one of these days, but I haven't seen it yet. heard it's good. It's same. Uh, I heard the game's basically Dynasty Warriors, so lame. Oh. <laughs> uh, actually, most of this stuff is I got on, disc, on a deal for clearance from Best Buy. Uh, so Princess Guide for PS4. That was almost in my pickup pile, man. Someone sold me that this week. And then I watched the video uh, and, of it. And, and uh, I like this little girl's curly purple afro uh, on Ghost Parade, mm. uh, which is a side-scrolling platformer. So that actually sounds kind of interesting. And, like, I just kind of buy a lot of a- Axis games. Like, I feel like they've kind of taken uh, the place of atlas a so, little bit so axis shitters as opposed to my chemco shitters uh no chemco <laughs> is different uh and then like same thing with uh my, so my next game for ps4 um i don't know how to pronounce this kendagawa jet girls oh not you too <laughs> uh, I, I would assume dave bought this uh, i'm pretty sure yeah so i mean this is basically like uh, it's basically made by the guy that does Senran Kagura. Uh, and it is as if you were to combine Senran Kagura, um, Wave Race, uh, 64, and Mario Kart Double Dash. Mm. So you have two girls on a jet ski, and one of them sits on the back and, like, fires squirt guns and stuff at the other people on the jet skis. And I really enjoyed the the last side game in the Senran Kagura series. The um, Senran Kagura Peach Beach Splash was really, really fun. Mm. And uh, I'm, I don't actually enjoy the Senran Kagura games, the base games, that much. They're, they're very boring, small-level Dynasty Warriors games with, with clothing being torn off, which is only fun for a little bit. Um, but, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but 
uh, Peach Beach Splash, I had a hell of a lot of fun with, and I've actually like I played that game online with uh, with quite a few uh, of my employees when I worked at GameStop, and we had a good time. So I like that one. I'm I'm hoping this one is a, a lot of fun too. Uh, and then so my last game is I got Rock of Ages uh, three uh, for Xbox, which I'm very sad. So this is the first Rock of Ages that's on disc. And how is the disc not the giant moon face boulder uh, <laughs> that is the game? <laughs> like, like the the opportunity was there, and they totally missed out. Uh, can you still hear me? Because my oh my yeah, I AirPod. Okay, it's getting close to dying. All right, and then the last thing I picked up was I got a original Game Boy in the box with everything uh, from a uh, from a rummage sale for 30 bucks. That's a great, man. A rummage sale and, Game Boy in the box. That is, a, that is yeah. rare, dude. Well, and like normally I would never care about a Game Boy. Like, like if somebody just had a Game Boy set on the table, I'd be like, whatever, I have one. But this is in the box. It's got the link cable. It has the original headphones in it. It's got Tetris. It does not have a, a ton of battery corrosion at all on it. Um, so yeah, it's, the box it's looks really super nice. Complete. Yeah, and so this thing's like thirty five years old. I gotta tell you, John, I would have got that for twenty bucks. <laughs> yeah, you would have. You would have haggled. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah, big time. Oh, big time. Especially if it's like a little so, yeah, lady. Was... Oh yeah, you just go after them. Yeah, you just start beating them up. Uh, they didn't have any <laughs> prices on anything, so it was like a. It was like, oh, he's interested in it. <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> this is what it costs. So yeah, that that is my. Well, see, here's here's what you do in that situation. That's okay. That's okay. I'm gonna give you a little bit. I'm gonna give you a lesson here, real quick. So this is what this is how it works. So they say, who? Well, um, how about thirty bucks? And that's what, immediately as soon as they say it, you just go, oh, oh man, oh no, and then you put it back down on the table. Just put it down and then walk away. <laughs> and then like, oh well, I mean, what were you thinking? It's like, well, I mean, I could do twenty. And then you do that. And then maybe they'll be like, how about 25? And you're like, okay. And then you're like, how about 2250? And then you start really pissing them off with that. Um, but no, seriously, <laughs> I, would, I would have just been like, I was like, oh, 30's probably more than I wanted to pay, but thanks. And then just set it down. And that, like I said, it's tough because you got to walk away. You got to play hardball. But then eventually you're like, I don't know. I mean, would you do 20? And then they're probably like 25. I'm just saying, no big deal. You know, pay full price, John. See, it's fine. See, I was working, so I had to, I had to keep moving. <laughs> oh, just, oh, okay. Well. Um, and also I'm not a haggler. Like, like mm. I want you to tell me what the price is and I'm either going to take it or leave it. Like, I don't want to, I generally don't want to do the back and forth. Sure. Uh, so, well, as somebody who you buy a lot of stuff from, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> thank you for not haggling. <laughs> <laughs> That's you're gonna start pricing. You're gonna start pricing shit that you send me pictures of yeah. higher. I'm gonna like, be like, just, gonna just put us, just put something higher on it. Just go wild. With it. <laughs> it's John. He's got that government. Money. Yeah, John's got that fat <laughs> government check. Um. All right. Oh, my died. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. There we go. Okay. So, um, which is okay because we're wrapping up here. I'm just gonna go through my pickup pile. We should be okay. Yep. Um. Okay. So. I, I, I got I put a lot in. It was weird too. I don't know why specifically. There was just a lot of little things I wanted. 
Um, but first up, some Wii games. I got Skyward Sword uh, for the Wii. I just never had it, mostly because I never wanted it. Like, it's come through the store a bunch of times, and then I saw one come in a really good shape. I'm like, you know what? Just get it. Uh, along with that, even though I have the GameCube version, I picked up the Wii version of Twilight Princess, because why not? Just have both Zelda games for the Wii. Uh, and then I picked up, because I have the first one, but I didn't have the second one, uh, the same person also sold us like a mint Mario Galaxy 2. So I also have Mario Galaxy 2 now. So I got three Wii games, which that's a very rare day for me to have three Wii games. Uh, PS2, got a copy of Killer7 on PS2 in just incredible shape, booklet and everything. Um, for PS- Have you played that game? Not since it came out. I played it on Cube when it came out. I haven't played it since. Dude, the... Uh, I haven't played it, but I saw the cutscene with the most screwed up thing in the world where that guy, he's got the guy on his knees and the guy's begging for his life. And he's like, I got kids, I got kids. And like the guy, the guy throws the severed head of the guy's daughter in front of him to show (laughs) him, I've already killed your daughter. And then he shoots him. Oh, Jesus. And it's like, holy crap. Wow. Well, geez. Well, spoilers, that, first of all. That that made me want to play the game. But then also that game plays so janky mm-hmm. that I really stopped wanting to play the game. Yeah. Yeah, it's more of a style over substance sort of deal. Yeah. Uh, for PS3, I picked up God of War Ascension. Uh, it's the only God of War game I didn't have for PS3, and I've actually never played Ascension. I've played every other God of War. It's just by this time, I think I kind of moved on. But I don't know. God of War's all right. You know, I like it. And it's not really available on anything else. Like, it's not available on, like, PS4 or anything. So, yeah, I might as well get yeah. it. Um, I picked up uh, Arno Surge Ode to the Unborn Star for, uh, for PS3. So okay. that kind of new age trash rpgs that they were plugging on the ps3 it's uh, a side game to the art tonalico series yes uh and then i have just a stack of ps4 so i'm gonna go through these pretty quick so amazon had daymare for 20 bucks that's like that resident evil ripoff uh yep. and on the cover it looks like idris elba in a flannel shirt <laughs> it's pretty nice. great uh and then i got in from strictly limited games i got in the two darius collections the arcade and the console collection so those are pretty cool these came in dude uh in the most trashed box i've ever seen like (laughs) so the box i got one third of the box was completely compacted in i couldn't even get the box back to normal shape it was the most trash i've ever seen and somehow the way they packed it everything inside was fine technically officer was it from somewhere else well, technically, it comes from the UK, so who knows where it got damaged? I mean, you like the post office was the final stop, but who knows where that thing like? <laughs> who knows where that thing got damaged? Um, and then I finally got a copy of uh, Turtle Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Mutants in Manhattan. I've wanted this for a while, and the price never went down. In fact, the price is going up. This is like a forty dollars used game. So if you don't have that, keep an eye out for that and like go get it. It's I heard it's not great, but it's a turtles game, and it is. Uh, platinum so you know um, we had a used copy of Wonderful 101 come in I picked up that uh, we had a used copy of Trails of Cold Steel 3 uh, he also had 1 and 2 but 1 and 2 were the collector's editions and I'm just not into collector's editions so I'm going to wait for the OGs to come in uh, I, got I don't co- think I don't know that they made uh, regular case versions of those games yeah what I might I've do never- is 
I might just pull the cases out of those because they're like steel books. But I got to look yeah. into that. That's a good point. Um, I got a copy of Disgaea 4 complete for PS4. I finally, because it was cheap, but I got World of Final Fantasy. I was like, if I'm going to have it, I might as well get it while it's cheap. I uh, got a copy of SteamWorld Dig 2 for PS4. Nice. Um, I love- yeah, I love that game. Uh, I picked up, and I haven't played this yet, but we had a copy of Greedfall traded in. So I want to play that. I heard good things. You know, I probably should play it on PC, but I'll probably play it on PS4. And then this little game came in and I knew nothing about it. And it was super cheap. Uh, Override Mech City Brawl. And I played it. I popped it in the PlayStation to try it out. This game is great. It's super fun. Like as a, as like an arena brawler and you can have four people control one suit. And so it can be like a really (laughs) cool kind of co-op party game. That was pretty fun. Um, and then, uh, for PS one, I picked up, uh, the original Tony Hawk and Tony Hawk two. I don't know why I didn't have these. Um, but they came in and I was like, I'm pretty sure I have those. I checked my collection. And I don't. I was like, okay, well I definitely want them. Even though the HD collection's coming out, it's like, I still want, I'm a PS one guy through and through. So I wanted to have them. Um, I was actually playing Tony Hawk one and two or actually Tony Hawk two on PS one recently. <laughs> nice. Just just for nostalgia and because the new one's coming out on yeah. Friday. Um, someone traded a mint inbox Breath of Fire 1 for Game Boy Advance. So nice. I was happy to add that back to my collection. I actually bought that when it came out. And I was really happy with that. And then, you know, I sold it like everything else. And then this is my heavy hitter of the week, Johnny. I'm going to end on the absolute banger. I got in a mint inbox copy. It is minus the manual. So I have to go hunting for the manual. I Jerry bought- Rice and Midas' dog football. No. Damn. <laughs> Complete in box, NES, Mighty Final Fight. Ooh, nice. So like like a minty box, but no booklet. Which <laughs> actually which actually reminds me, I've got an eBay auction that's about to end too. I wonder if I lost it. Is uh, it for the book? Oh, no, it's no, no, it's for uh, Darkwing Duck in the box. I found a good copy of that. So nice. um but that's all I had in my pickup pile of the week. So um that's it. That's it. We're we're done with our games of the week, pickup piles of the week. We got our news stories out of the way. We ranted a little bit. We talked some GameStop. It was great. Um, as far as I know, we'll be doing this again next week. You know, it all depends on how the schedule kind of goes. Uh, but, uh, you know, we, we always try to. And so hopefully y'all stick with us and, and maybe maybe you need a week off from us too. <laughs> we don't know. But <laughs> in any case, thank you as always for listening and watching. Remember, you can subscribe on YouTube at youtube.com slash drop rate. Follow us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash the drop rate. Follow me on Twitter at GameTradeGreg. You can follow John on Twitter at DryerCombo or on Reddit at WDCombo. And uh, <laughs> and uh, and uh, say goodbye, John. Uh, vote. Yes, and go vote. Register to vote. Make sure you register to vote and then go vote. Thank you, everybody, for watching and listening. Have a good day. We'll talk to you next week. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.